at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grotes on Twitter. Well, the organisation Afri Forum says it's going to try and force the Legal Practice Council to allow people writing their exams to be lawyers or attorneys to be able to write them in Afrikaans. At the end of last year, the Legal Practice Council said it would only use English for its exams and for all of its internal and external communication. In other words, to become a lawyer you'd have to write the exams in English. Alana Bailey is the Head of Cultural Affairs at AFRI Forum. Alana, good morning. Good morning and good morning to your listeners. Why do you believe the Legal Practice Council is doing the wrong thing here? We believe that as they are a legal body, they should be aware of language rights and instead of phasing out in, uh, Afrikaans as a medium of, of examination, they should rather look at empowering more languages and, and including more languages in the exams because uh, a lawyer has to um, serve a, a community in its own language. Um, they do not only do court work, but they also draw up contracts, um, t- um, wills, etc. And in order for them to do that properly and to communicate properly with their clients, they should be able to do it not only in English, but in the languages of the communities they serve. Um, I mean, I would imagine English and Afrikaans have always been privileged over other languages when it comes to writing legal exams. I'm not, I don't know anyone. I mean, maybe there are people who are able to write them in Zulu or Sutu, for example. Never happened, I don't think. Yes, unfortunately, up to date, only in Afrikaans and in English, and now henceforth only in English. So the offering is is uh, definitely not expanding, but um, rather is being limited to English only. And um, we wrote to them and said to them, we also want to know which steps they are taking to empower more languages. And um, they were quite good to answer immediately. I appreciate that. But the answer was it's simply too expensive and they're not going to do it. Um, And I think once we start saying that basic human rights are too expensive to take into consideration, we're on a slippery slope. Okay, but there's also reality. (laughs) And I mean, I have sympathy with people who want to protect their languages. But the council, I think their argument that it's not practical might have some merit. So you would need a whole new set of exams a whole new set of people to set those exams and to mark them, whether it's in Afrikaans or any other language. And I can't imagine how much that would cost. And I can't imagine some of the arguments that come up over interpretation. And in fact, I mean, you know, I sometimes forget this, but um, whenever government publishes a new bill or a new law, um, it says very clearly, those will be published in all languages, but it'll say if there's any argument over interpretation, the English one applies. And, and there's a sad consequence of that, which is that basically what that means is that English law in the language of English um, applies, not uh, laws written in Afrikaans or Zulu, for example. And isn't the Legal Practice Council just following from that example? I think they're following from that example instead of setting the example. And um, we hear a lot of very, very bad stories about people being laid down in court cases um, because they were not served in their own language, where they end up in jail or where they end up with huge fines simply because of interpretation mistakes or um, because the legal counsel didn't explain matters to them properly or even at the beginning of of the problem um, that they were not allowed to do a statement in their own language. So uh, we have big problems with language in South Africa. And I think um, instead of always just assuming that everybody can speak proper English and are quite fluent in English, 
we should start looking at serving people in their own languages because we look at the cost of the translation work, but we never look at the cost and the human cost of the mistakes that are made because of language mistakes. Well, I don't know if we'll be able to have hearings in many different languages because it wouldn't just be the lawyers for one party. It would be the the entire court would be that magistrate hearing the case as well. It would be expensive. Um, Every forum has some resources, I think, Alana. Would you be willing to fund the Legal Practice Council if it decided to offer exams in all 11 languages? Well, uh, we have offered that in the past to one of the um, uh, professional bodies. And um, the next excuse was, okay, if you are paying for translations, we don't know if the translations will be up to par, so we are not going to accept your offer. So this is something we can take up again with the Legal Practice Council and say, well, if we are willing to sponsor the translation of the exams, would you be willing to pay the people who will do the marking at least, um, or just add one or two languages at least? Um, We hear a lot, for example, from um, uh, KwaZulu-Natal, where you have a judge and a whole legal team for the defense and um, for the applicants who are all speaking Zulu, but they have to plot along in English because um, English is the language of of court at the moment. So um, it is possible to have a whole case in Zulu, but it's not allowed at this stage, which is really ludicrous if everybody in court agrees that that is the way they want to go. Alana Bailey, thank you, Head of Cultural Affairs at AfriForum. Interesting sort of consequences that come out of all of that, your views on languages and the law. Uh, Do you think that we should be able to use any language if everybody agrees? Uh, I know in the past that uh, could sometimes happen. Do we need to all stick to English? 086 0002032.